Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Sodomites and welcome to the Sinister Sissies Podcast, your guide to true crime, horror, and everything man on man and macabre. I'm Jared, your master of depravity, and I'm here with my dirty, filthy little slave, Sam Hamilton. Please let me out. Hi, everyone. Yep, I've been, the shackles have been unleashed for the hour, so here I am to... Yes, well, Sam, Sam's in charge for this episode. I've let him, I've let him roam within a limited capacity today. I mean, I still have my, like, leg binders on, but I can kind of move my, flail my arms around, so it helps, it helps. So today we're going to be covering the 1982 quasi-slasher film Night Warning, a.k.a. Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker. What a title. Um, And unlike our last film that we reviewed, Hellbent, we're both actually in agreement that we love this film. I love this film so much. So shocking. So terrifying. So powerful. Night Warning has been named Best Horror Film of the Year by the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy and Horror. Billy and Julie, young, innocent, in love. It was all a mistake. They didn't go looking for trouble. They were just too curious. Without knowing, they've uncovered a deadly secret. Starring Jimmy McNichol, the teen idol from the 80s, and Susan Tyrrell, who's a bit of a, if you're a cult movie enthusiast, she's been in a lot of films like um, The Angel Films and also From a Whisper to a Scream with Vincent Price. So the film is about Billy. He's a, you know, hot young jock who lives with his auntie 
and she's a bit cuckoo. Let's just say Auntie likes to control all facets of Billy's life and it takes him into some disastrous and occasionally homosexual places. <laughs> there's also there's also murder involved. Yes, there's murder, there's homosexuality, there's naked men. I mean, what more could you want? Or one naked man repeatedly. So Or boy. Boy, you know. Boy. Look, he was of age, he's just portraying a young younger person. Do we know that for sure? Yes, he was twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, not many 17-year-olds have that body. Come on. It's always, it's always bad when you need to check before you sick. Look, I've already checked, verified, we're safe. Billy, the main character's parents, die in a rather epic car accident. This car crash sequence is amazing. Like it's, It definitely inspired, I'm just going to say, I'm going to doubt it actually did, but it kind of reminds me a lot of that Final Destination Part 2. I reckon, I reckon they've actually taken off. This movie. Yeah, let's just say the log through the head. This was precursoring that movie. What what I love about this is so they drive in the car and then the dad dies because the 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 tree goes through the car window and then the car with the um, mother goes off down this cliff and you think oh she must be dead because of that and then it fucking explodes. Yeah, look, she doesn't go easy. No one does in this film. <laughs> It was just such a good, like, whoa, that was extreme. And then just an explosion. It's brilliant. As a result of Billy's parents dying when he's three years old, he has to move in with his crazy aunt, Cheryl. And, you know, Cheryl's got a lot of issues. Julie again? Sounds serious. I think she's got a crush on me. She does? Billy's got a girlfriend. Billy, Billy, you don't do that. That's disgusting. I am going to be your date tomorrow night. So yeah, we open with Billy, who's sleeping um, implied nude. Cheryl has to wake him up in bed, and, you know, Billy's got the rig out and all that stuff. A lot of incestuous vibes, even from this. Yeah, so let's just say they're very close. Um, and then we cut to him playing basketball in the next scene, where he's also shirtless again. So, you know, there's a lot of skin on display here for fans and of... also, he's playing basketball with Bill Paxton. Yeah, who plays, like, the, bil- the, bull- the Billy, the bully Eddie. So Billy is like a star basketball player. He's got a big opportunity to move to Denver and go to university. Which he's informed by by his coach, um, his friendly coach, which we later find out is gay. Um, and unlike, say, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 coach, he is a nice gay. Assume the position. And he's got a big opportunity to have a free ride scholarship to the University of Denver. And yeah, his auntie is really not happy with that. Because she, she originally told him that they couldn't afford for him to go to college. And then all of a sudden he can, he can afford it. And she's, she's very unhappy about being left alone. Acting out on this kind of rejection that Aunt Cheryl was feeling, she tries to seduce her TV repairman. And when he says no, she... Well, it's an interesting exchange because she comes on to him and he's like, oh, not into it. And then he's essentially like, oh, you can give me a blowjob. And then, yeah, once, once, once he degrades her, then she's not having it. They end up in a bit of a row. She stabs him to death. And Billy sees it. Yeah. Billy Billy walks in and kind of doesn't see the full extent of the crime, but he hears the screaming and sees his auntie covered in blood and saying that he tried to rape her. Cue to this launching a police investigation. With a wonderful uh, cop. Probably the most bigoted and hateful cop I've ever seen portrayed on screen. The victim was a fag. The coach is a fag. And a kid is a fag. He grew up without a father, with only women around. It's a classic case, Cody. 
But what ha- this kind of backfires on Aunt Cheryl. So she says that he tried to rape her, but then it comes out that the TV repairman was actually gay. And, and so that's that shifts the police, the bigoted police officer, to be thinking about Billy might be a fag. Yeah, as he states many, many times. <laughs> so yeah, he decides that he deduces that Billy was the one actually having an affair with the TV repairman and that somehow they had like a lover's quarrel or something and the auntie is just trying to cover for him. And strangely enough, there is a connection because we find out the next day that the TV repairman was actually in a relationship with the coach. Surprisingly okay that his lover was just murdered by one of his students. And like they were close lovers. They had like each other's names on rings. Yeah. So it's implied that if they're not in it, they weren't in a relationship currently at one point. They were in a very deep and very real relationship. So the bigoted cop comes on the scene trying to sniff out what really happened or what he wishes really happened. And, yeah, he essentially, like, threatens to out the coach and says that, you know, he better leave the town or he's going to be lynched. Mm. Um, And it does seem like quite a few people have an issue with the coach's sexuality, but not Billy because Billy's a good boy. And that's what's so refreshing about this film, I think, is that, like, you know, the characters that are portrayed – in like this really positive light is Billy who's quite, you know, he's very accepting of his coach, doesn't bother him that he's gay, even though he's teased for having a close relationship with the coach. And then the coach, you know, the coach doesn't tick any of those, um, you know, in the 80s often. He was, he's not a predator. No, he's not predatory. In fact, the whole the whole purpose part of the plot is actually talking about the fact that the, the police assuming that he's a predator is incorrect and is wrong-headed and is... Like, yeah. the, the, if there is a moral behind this. I should should note that this is an exploitation film, so it's not like... We're not going for 100% like groundbreaking realism here. <laughs> no, not like in-depth themes well explored, but I think that there is something in there about... Um, I, I did read one comment from Review basically talking about that the only adult um, that is that is portrayed as, as being healthy in his views of relationships and love and affection is a gay man, as opposed to all of the heterosexuals who are fucking nuts in this film. To say the least. <laughs> yeah. The very compassionate, um, like, portrayal and, um, yeah, clearly the people behind the film didn't have any strong issues of homosexuality, or if they did, they channeled it all into that bloody cop character. Yeah. So, yeah, essentially it triggers a murder investigation where, um, yeah, Billy is um, suspected of being gay but isn't gay but has no issue with So Billy has homosexual- a girlfriend. Yeah. But then even she starts to get a little bit suspicious because they don't have sex often enough. And so when we're talking about how Billy is sympathetic with the coach, it's not definitively concluded whether or not Billy is gay. It's kind of left open to some interpretation. Yeah, but, I mean, he's seen having enjoyable sex with... His girlfriend, Julie. But then right after she says, why don't we have sex more often? He is a little bit hesitant. So, you know, there's maybe some ambiguity regarding his sexuality, but he can at least stand women. You know, if he was gay, he would have have made it through the 80s in that closeted small town if, if need be. That Detective Carlson came by my house and he asked me some questions. Like what? General stuff, mostly... And he asked me how many, how often we make love. What did you tell him? That it was none of his business. Good. How come we have it more often? Billy, is there something wrong? Something you want to tell me? No. 
yeah, the plot progresses, the police investigation concludes, it gets more and more homophobic and unsavory. We do have one sort of, like, sympathetic cop, but he's kind of, like, more in the background, I suppose. There is a sympathetic cop involved, but they're still all, like, he asks, basically asks if they're fucking, um, and she refuses to answer. Yeah. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. I think the like the most entertaining part of this film, aside from Susan Tyrrell, the antagonist performance, would definitely be the police proceedings and like the complete lack of any kind of professional regard for the police, like essentially just stalk the characters, um, try to extract like forced confessions out of them, yeah. har- harass and berate them, threaten them. With, at one point, we see a police officer threatening someone with a gun, yeah, um, for no apparent oh, reason. Th- the the migrant man yeah. of some Latin American origin is forced to like sit on the floor and be like, yes, it's awful. Donde es su casa? Bullshit. Donde es su casa in Mexico? Joe? What? At one point, uh, the, the auntie is kind of enjoying the fact that there's a police investigation because she just presumes that that means that Billy no longer is going to college. And she talks about that she's renovating the attic, I believe. Yeah. Um, and... There's a sequence in which Billy finds this, this, these letters. No, this photograph. Yeah. Yeah, of a man that the auntie claims that it's his mum's ex-boyfriend from childhood. But yeah. plot twist, it turns out it's not. And there's some, you know, there's an unsavory connection. What makes this film work so well, though, yeah, is it does just kind of rest. Like, you never know. Like, the aunt character just escalates and escalates. Like, it's so good. And the, yeah, Susan Terrell, um is amazing playing her. And in terms of the the incestuous undercurrent, it's very like, this isn't something that we're like reading into. It's very like, there's a particular scene where Billy is in the shed. I think, sorry, the auntie catches Billy with his girlfriend having sex. um, And then Billy and his auntie get into an argument in which Billy is like completely naked halfway out of the shower and you just see everything. I enjoyed that scene for more than just... It was nice. It was a nice scene. What eventually causes it all to escalate is Billy is... um, They have an argument in which uh, Cheryl slaps Billy and they get into a heated argument. And then the next day, Cheryl seems to want to accept him, accept that he's going to college. But actually in her head, as she tells the, uh, the photo in the attic of her former lover... Allegedly, her sister's former lover, but... Yes. Oh, wait, did we not reveal that twist? Sorry, spoiler warning. Yeah, look, okay, the twist is that it was actually her daughter. I mean, her daughter. <laughs> the twist is that Billy was is actually the auntie's son all along, but that she gave him up to... Because her partner was abusive or something like that, she gave him up to the parents, but then she wanted him back, so she killed the parents. She killed the parents. Um, the classic break-cutting. And that's all revealed at the end um so there's this point in the film where it seems like cheryl's going to accept him going to college but actually she has other things planned she has some special milk for him to drink billy please come sit down 
I thought you'd like a glass of milk. Some of your favorite chocolate chip cookies. Good luck. I mean it, Billy. I know how important tonight is for you. Because he, in order to qualify for the scholarship, must do certain tryouts. And so she drugs him so that he messes out up in his tryouts. Um, and then she just continues to drug him in the house. So Billy starts to get suspicious of Cheryl and her behavior and wondering, because she has, she's very secretive of her belongings. So he arranges for him and his, his girlfriend to come over and distract Cheryl while he, he goes through her stuff. The girlfriend distracts. Yeah, to, ki- to kind of deduce, you know, what Aunt Cheryl is hiding. And it turns out to be the plot twist that we've already revealed. That's, she's her, his mother. <laughs> she's really his mommy. Mm. And then, as such, for some reason... still incestuous, but it's, like, even more incestuous. Yes, the creep factor is off the charts at this point. by, like, 5% more. Oh, actually, no, I'm going to say 50% more. Definitely a solid 50%. And the incest meter. So, as such, also, the neighbour decides to conveniently come and visit, as does one of the police officers. So, it it ends up with a bit of a row. bit of a a massacre. Yeah. And no one's too much for Aunt Cheryl. Single night where I've got to say, Julie, the poor girlfriend, she's, like, drowned. She's... Um, can cast. I thought they were going to kill her. I thought that that was th- that point where they're in like the like the puddle. Yeah. In wrestling, I thought that that was like she was going to get successfully killed there. Well, yeah, Julie's just that cat. She's like a cockroach. Like she yeah. keeps coming back. <laughs> like she's she should be dead like five times. So yeah, Cheryl Cheryl escalates to the point where she starts to kill people off or try to kill people off. She successfully kills a neighbor and the good cop. And so this all gets to a point where Billy and her are wrestling on the ground um, and Billy ends up killing his aunt slash mother in the end. But the first stab he inflicts when you, we think she's dead. Yes, she's like, a good little scare. There's a nice little, um, like, she, as she, we think she's dying, she, like, grabs him and kind of just, like, plants this really passionate kiss on him. It was a great little moment. Loves his incest, folks. Yes. Loves it. Incest is the new pink. No, <laughs> cut that, cut that. Um, Eventually, uh, the police storm in. Um, we find out Julie's still alive. She's a cockroach. She can get through anything. Uh, the police storm in and bigoted cop comes in and sees Billy with a knife and his, uh, his I was about to say wife there, mother slash aunt. Well, it's, it's, it, it's a bit like that. Um, dead. Uh, the, he, after he killed his mother, he called the coach and the coach is there as well, um, to offer support. But of course, bigoted cop, um, wants to shoot Billy. He wants to shoot Billy. He's blaming their homosexual relation, alleged homosexual relationship again. Um, but yeah, then Billy, Billy fights back and we finally get that payoff death that we've been waiting for the whole film. Give me the gun. You're not going to shoot nobody. Come on, give me the gun. Give me the gun, Billy! Come on! Give it to me! And the ending of this film is so weird because obviously that was the original cut that he killed the cop and it, 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 the implication being that he would be like convicted for murdering this cop because it wasn't like his, his life was necessarily at at risk but no it freezes and then text comes down on the screen saying that he was tried and was acquitted and is happily at college with julie yeah it says the diagnosis was temporary insanity that's right yeah which i don't know even though it kind of like tapers off towards the end yeah i think this film is quite unique because it has a very strong and somewhat consistent at least 
um, kind of like homosexual like undertones mm. slash homoerotic undertones throughout the film. Like it's more successfully homoerotic than Hellbent, which was meant to, you know, which was much more outwardly, obviously. I also kind of like, I, even though he, it's a bigoted cop, similar to Cruising, I always kind of like uh, films where being gay is viewed in this kind of like criminal edgy way. Like there's this quote from the cop where he says like, he grew up without a father with plenty of women around. It's a classic case. <laughs> like it's yeah, no, viewed as this like very like edgy deviancy. And I don't know. I know that's yes, privilege of living in 2020 and looking back, but like, I kind of find that cool. No, I mean, it, yeah, that was one of the moments I noted down as well. So yeah. we're on the same page there. There were like this spicy little criminal, um, undercurrent. I love it. But yeah, highly recommend you check this film out. It Do is it. out there quite easily. I won't, um, I won't break any laws by telling you where to watch it, but it's not hard. It's um, it's in a very accessible video platform. Yes. And also Code Red Entertainment, who are a really good exploitation film label. They've released a DVD of it, so if you want to support... Um, exploitation. Well, you've got to support independent entertainment labels that are probably really struggling right now. I feel like this is a good um, introductory film into the exploitation genre. Like, if you have not... If you haven't delved into the the beautiful 80s uh nonsense uh series of films i feel like this is a good introduction of what you'd be getting into if you were getting into an exploitation film plus it has the unique angle of probably being the first quasi slasher film to to even mention homosexuality so the next year we had sleepaway camp which is a very i really want to review that in an episode by the way (laughs) but yeah it's it's the first one that comes to mind that even touches upon the subject matter the victim was a fag the coach is a fag, and a kid is a fag. Thank you for listening to the Sinister Sissies podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Sinister Sissies. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jared Bartle. Sam doesn't believe in social media, so you can't follow him on anything. But if you want to pass on a message, feel free to DM me. Also, as of today, we should have our Instagram up and running. I believe it is at Sinister underscore Sissies. Hopefully, if you can find that there, uh, follow us on that for all my nudes. Uh, Until next time, stay sinister.